It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Podcast special, The Peace of God. Welcome back to the Message to Kings. This is your host, Brad Houston. So if you were tuning in this week and you were looking forward to hearing about uh, Mr. Jehu, who will be leading a revolt against the King of Israel and his reaction to the Baal worship and his... uh, is attacks upon Jezebel and her family. You're going to have to wait a couple weeks. So we're going to take a break from our normal storyline, which is a good idea from time to time. We're going to do a podcast specials for the next two weeks. Call them podcast specials in a way, and each of them will be related to Christmas. Here's the verse we build upon for this episode. When the angels caught the shepherds off guard outside of Bethlehem, they praised God with the following. Luke 2, 14. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Lately, I've been moved by the word peace. It's an essential part of our walk with God, and the concept of peace is truly heavenly. And let's discuss its meaning and how it relates to you and me. Podcast special, The Peace of God. When the shepherds were completely blown off guard in the field of Boaz outside of the city of Bethlehem, it's pretty it's pretty fascinating. So we're going to actually really focus in on these shepherds the next two weeks. And here's the complete context. Luke 2, 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be in all people. There is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, and the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, They made widely known the saying that was told them concerning this child, and all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told to them.
So, further context. So, every September, I journal. It's my journaling month, or just my listening month, whatever label you want to call it. I journal this month my prayers and conversations with God. September, my listening month, my journal month. It becomes my reference point for the year, and I like to look back upon my notes every September. It helps to remember your prayers, your walks and talks with God, and to have the heavenly perspective. I guess when the thick of it comes, and you're in the midst of a project, heads down, or just battling something, it's good to look and see what prayers and talks I've already had with God. So as we moved into the Christmas season, I was looking back in my journal, and I believe what I wrote for next year is that it's the year of joy for myself and my family. Last year was the year of excitement, which proved to be way true. A bit more for one year than we should have taken on in a normal context. A move across the country, a new job. We sold a house, bought a house, remodeled it in an insane three weeks. So yes, this year will be a welcomed year of joy and enjoyment. Enjoying the blessings of God. Slowing down a bit. Further, I wrote in my journal related to this year of joy. The phrase that I wrote first, kind of trying to get some ideas down around this year of joy, was I wrote, peace comes before joy. And for this reason, I mean, this is just a chicken scratch note in my journal, but I feel like there's more to it. And for this reason, I'm going to do a personal word study. And as the podcast listeners, you get to listen in. I'm going to do a personal two-part study into these words. When I read back on these words, I, I felt moved and felt there was something extra on them. The words peace and joy. Peace comes before joy. So we'll do a bit of a word study in the next two episodes. And this one specifically, we'll do a study on the concept of the peace of God. What is peace? How it pertains to Christmas, of course, and our walk with God. Luke 2.14 Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So peace is a gift, and it's heavenly. I think it's interesting how these angels are praising God, considering these angels have differing assignments in the Bible, sometimes warfare, other times messengers. This time they're just praising God. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace to men. I love how these angels just have pleasure in what they're doing. They glorify God, but further they speak of peace as a gift to man. So peace is a gift? So what is peace? The Webster 1828 definition of peace is the following. In a general sense, a state of quiet or tranquility, freedom from disturbance or agitation, applicable to society, to individuals, or to the temper of the mind. Peace is the opposite of war. We all know this, but there's more to it. It's way beyond this, just the lack of conflict. It's a security that there will be no conflict, or better yet, the authority that any conflict has no power. It goes beyond just the natural perspective. 
So what is peace in history? We go to the famous times of peace in history. There's all those peace treaties that ended great wars in Europe. Each of them led typically to greater wars later. Most of them were just temporary. But what about the Pax Britannia or the Pax Romania? These were not peace treaties, but times in history when the lack of major wars were the consequence of very strong and powerful empires or states that quickly put down any rebellions or marginalized opposition to the margins and the history books. It was peace through strength. It's a different kind of peace, a peace through strength. I think it is a better picture of heavenly peace. Peace should not be a temporary thing like peace treaties in history, but peace is the confidence of having a greater force behind you. A Roman centurion had the power and might of Rome behind him. An English officer in the Royal Navy had the power of the Royal Navy backing up his word. A Christian has the name of Jesus. See the power? It's a peace through confidence. It's a peace through authority. It's a peace through heavenly authority. This is the authority of peace. It's a peace that heaven gives and God has gifted to his servants. So let's keep this understanding as we cover what the gift of peace is that God gifted towards men. The peace is heavenly and powerful and greater than physical strength. It's a heavenly gift. We knew some Christian businessmen, personally, that testify that whenever they struggled hearing God's voice, they always went with God's peace, which was his assurance of faith and the touch of God that came with it. God speaks through his peace. God speaks of his peace through many verses. John fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. John sixteen thirty three. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. How about the priestly prayer? Number 6, 25. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you peace. I love this one. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 6. To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Isn't that great? We'll learn of principalities in the Bible, and a few have names, such as the Prince of Persia in the book of Daniel. Yet Jesus is the Prince of Peace. If he is the Prince of Peace, peace must be that more than just an authority or a feeling, but an object. There is the mind of Christ mentioned by the Apostle Paul. Check this out in Romans 8. Romans 8, 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. To me, when God set me free, it was peace that I had in my mind. No longer did sin preoccupy my thoughts. A healthy mind is filled with peace. No longer does fear, anxiety, or stress control a person, but peace. Colossians 3.15 And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful.
Interesting verse, considering the peace of God can rule in your hearts. This makes peace an object or tangible thing that can have power. Oftentimes in worship, many of us had felt such a peace and rest, seeming to be in another place, like all of our troubles go away. This is when God's peace truly rules in our hearts, even if it was due to a temporary time of worship. The peace of God invaded the throne of Saul as David played his lyre. It was the peace of God which eased his suffering caused by his demons. The peace of God bound his demons. Not that troubles or anxieties or or fears or demons, but specifically in the case of Saul, his demons were bound in worship. The peace of God should rule in our hearts. But it did not rule in the heart of Saul. It only arrived through the worship of David and temporarily eased Saul's troubled mind. According to Galatians 5, the peace of God is one of the fruits of the Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, or if the Holy Spirit is present, there should be peace. When David worshipped, the Spirit fell upon Saul and bound his demons and blanketed the atmosphere with God's presence and his peace. And we cannot miss the best verse of all, which makes me even feel ridiculous for trying to do a study on this. For even the biblical writers state the following, Philippians 4, 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If the peace of God surpasses our understanding, how wonderful is this? It truly tells us it is spiritual. The authority of heaven overriding earthly concerns and powers. It can rule in our hearts and our minds, and it can guard our hearts and minds, and it surpasses understanding. And it's a gift of God. Back to our original verse, and the cry of the angels outside the fields of Bethlehem, the host of heaven crying out to heaven, shouting their great amazement that God has chosen man to be the focus of his attention, that he would send his one and only Son to earth to redeem mankind. Praise be to God that our God was willing to send his Son to earth to atone for all sin and to show us how to live and to walk in the peace of God. Luke 2.14 Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. On peace to those his favor rests. As a believer, God favors you and blesses you with his peace. His peace is an assurance of God's authority over darkness and sin that abounds in this world. The peace of God can rule in your heart and your mind and guard your heart and mind. It can be felt and experienced. It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, and it can lead you and help you with the heavenly perspective. It's a gift of heaven, a surpassing power, a heavenly presence, so wonderful it is beyond understanding that it can actually abide within us. A gift from heaven, the peace of God. 
As we head into the Christmas season, let us be blessed with the peace of God in this season. May God reign in our hearts and our minds and overwhelm us and overtake us, and let us all experience the peace of God in this hour and in this season. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Message to Kings. Feel free to visit the website, message to kings.com, share the Facebook page, or if you want to chat, email us at message to kings at gmail.com.